Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And, and my mic is, is it my mic on? Yes, your mic is on. You're always complaining, dude. No, I, I could, will take care of that. I didn't know it was on, you know. Cause I'll take care of that. My mic isn't on, eh? Do me a favor. Don't do that anymore. Don't, at least don't say it out loud. Just motion or something. Okay. Okay, so like Jackie's doing right now. She can't hear right now. The motion in the ocean. Turn that up. Here it is. Look at that. How's that? Is that better? Ah, there it is. <laughs> there you go. Now I could hear me. It's because it's really loud on my earphones. I don't have that leveler that you guys do there. I Can see. Can you guys turn up all that? Is it all the way turned up on your it's end? It's not all the way turned up. On your end? No, it's not. Can you turn it up? I'm turning it up now. Turn it up as loud as you can so I can lower this down. It, okay, it's, turn, turn it down. Because it's, it's killing my ears. Okay. So me Are you guys better with that? We're better. We're doing a little... Um, I'm sorry, Jackie. What would you say? I still can't. Oh, okay. There you go. You know, you get the, we're in Theolusa's garage... And sometimes you got to jingle jangle things. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I couldn't hear anything, but I just found out it's just my headphone cords. That are uh, <laughs> well, it's because we are at the Alicia's garage. Who's got so a paper click and uh, MacGyver around here to get this uh, together? It's not working, is, babe. All you need is a gum wrapper, <laughs> a lighter, and some gum. Uh, trust me, if I'm doing any jingle jangling, it's at home, baby. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We broadcast live every week. From Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. Yeah, and we also do it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com. And uh, if you want to check us out there, well, you probably already, but I'm letting you know. Look for Twin Talk Cast Radio. I got to say, Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, we've got some amazing things that, that we're building here. We're bringing things into the garage. We're, we're stuffing the garage with, with content and uh, interactive stuff and video and blog and all that stuff that we're just going to stuff this garage for. Chile relleno. For eh? you. Puro so Chile relleno stay right tuned here. for the big unveiling or the big garage door opening uh-huh. as we welcome you into Theo Luis's garage with even more content. Yeah. I got some really cool stuff I've been working on. Bro. All right on. Good for you. Unfortunately, I, it's all just working on right now, but we'll get it. Bro. I I'll, know what I'll, you mean. I'll let you in when, it's, when, when I... Keep know. working on your content. I'm pretty content with that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, first of all, we want to let you know that uh, we're going to have a fantastic show today. Our show today is going to consist of all the craziness. My brother and I um, you know, share the same DNA, but we don't share opinions, and we definitely don't share girlfriends, because no way, eh? Because... <laughs> That would be weird. Wouldn't it? But you know, the thing about it is that even though we're twins, you know, girls aren't attracted to both of us. They're always, always. Maybe they are. They just don't say it. They're always attracted to one of us. Maybe they don't say it. They don't admit it. And you guys have different, like, types, verdad? Types of what? Girls. Yeah. Yeah. You have a different look. Angel's always professed that he likes the roughnecks. Or at least he's always told me that I needed a girl who's a little rough around the edges. On the edges. And, and and I just like a girl who's white. 
<laughs> That's the let's only just, requirement. Let's just put it out there. White. Porcelain milky skin. Milky skin. I, love I saw it. a picture of Sandro. Ah, yeah. He's kind of rough at the edges. He is. He's not. A, I don't know why you thought I would dig a pretty boy. I, I totally hear, don't. I hear I thought you'd be dating like uh, Ryan Seacrest or something. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm so not into that look at all. Look at Jackie's in I'm not into the pretty boy no? look. If you wear Lacoste shirts, I will probably never I, talk to you. i tell you what. I he, he's hairy. He is. He is Harry. I tell you what, I wouldn't want to date a girl who likes a pretty boy because what would that say about me? That they think I'm a pretty boy? I don't consider myself a pretty boy. And I don't want a girl to think of me that way. If you consider me a pretty boy, I'm dumping you. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, we'll continue on that tangent, but I want to let our listeners know that last week we had a really cool show. Last week we talked about uh, the Donald Sterling mistress and all that stuff. Uh, Jackie had some good information on that and the news and dirty laundry. Also, we talked to doctors and therapists, author and blogger and TV show host, Dr. Sherry Myers, where she sort of, she actually analyzed what it would be like to be a mistress like this woman, um, V. Steviana, who is the mistress of Donald Sterling, or as she put it, to be a kept woman. Check it out. Lee Camp also from A Moment of Clarity and LeeCamp.net. Comedian and activist was on her show last week, talked about the United We Stand uh, fest that's coming up this weekend. This weekend, dude. Also talked about, uh, you know, we talked about other crazy stuff. And uh, Music Break was introduced by Eleanor. Um, Eleanor, what's her last name again? I forgot. Um, <laughs> Goldfield or Gold. Uh, Goldfield Swede. Eleanor Goldfield Swede from Rooftop Revolutionaries. Revolutionaries. She um, introduced the song Folk Devils and also talked a little bit about what's going on in the United We Stand Fest. But tonight, uh, News and Dirty Laundry, uh, w- with us tonight, Jackie Casas is going to be giving us this News and Dirty Laundry. What's going on with News and Dirty Laundry? How many, how many times can I say News and Dirty Laundry during this uh, intro? You can do as many times as you want. <laughs> tonight on News and Dirty Laundry, uh-huh. we have the latest on the search of the nearly 300 missing Nigerian girls. Also, uh-huh. controversy on a school campus, how a student demonstration has a teacher out on leave. And finally tonight, there's a fun new uh, style going out in Thailand that I wanted to share with you guys. Let me tell you, all you got to do is um, lean like a cholo and you got it down. I'll let you know what you need to be cool in Thailand right now. All that and more coming up (laughs) on News and Dirty Laundry. Gangnam Style. Oh, that was Korean, huh? I like the way Jackie does that. She's off. Today on... News and Dirty Laundry. (laughs) Uh, You know... I almost got it, huh? I almost got it. News and Dirty Laundry. That's one of these old uh, journalistic adi- uh, mean, uh, techniques to end on an up. End on an up. End on an up. End on an up. Like, welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, where we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage. Oh, I get it, eh? <laughs> okay. I'm Cal Worthington and his dog. Have you noticed that now it's his nephew or his son on there? Oh, now. Cal died. I miss Cal. Yeah, Cal Worthington on his dog spot. Uh, That's That's Benny Hill. That's Benny Hill. We both did (laughs) Benny Hill. I love the Benny Hill show. That was kind of a risque show back in its day. It was. But it was so cool. It was like, uh, 
I mean, what's wrong with uh, uh, that kind of uh, humor with uh, people's toupees coming off and women's underwear and boobs? Nothing wrong with that. Melons all over the place. All over melons. But they, but it was rated, you know, like PG thirteen. It wasn't like it was. It was nude, but it was on television. It was on television. It was on broadcast television. Yeah. So what are you talking about? It was even on in the what afternoon saying, on broadcast what I'm television. It was, it was pretty dope during the time we were watching cartoons. Yeah, it was d- d- during. T- yeah, we were kids too. Uh, right? what, what was the music? <laughs> something like that. But it was always had something to do with with women and their melons, you know. And, and the old guy. Remember the old guy? I always hit him on the top of the head. That. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I love it. Um, yeah, but anyway, it was a good show. It went on during the afternoon, right? Uh, after school. <laughs> after school. Like, just in time for us to get home and watch it. I loved it. Let me see if I can find the music here. Let me see. This is, I think this is it. No, this isn't it. Let me find it. But anyway, uh, let's see. I think I got it right here. Benny Hill theme coming right up right now. Let's see. Here we go. Let me try it right now. Because there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can just turn off your microphone, Jack, if you want to cough. There's a button right there. It's a cough. It's called the cough button. Remember when they would knock, you couldn't tell. They'd be like, all fast. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we want to let you all know that you can um, that you can listen that you can. <laughs> Jackie, you okay? <laughs> you can give us a call at six two six two seven five to win six two six two seven five eight nine four six. Jackie's choking over there. Are you okay? I was I was trying to sneeze silently. <laughs> totally. You guys couldn't hear me because you have your headphones and you're talking. But and you were choking and dying? I was choking and sneezing and I made this huge loud noise. Did you fart? You didn't fart. It was sounded like a farting noise that came out of my <laughs> mouth. And I was supposed to sneeze silently. I'm sorry. Just push the sneeze button there. Okay. Give us a call at 626-275-8946. Throughout the show, we will be glad to take your phone calls. Also, on Facebook... Give us a mention or a comment. Go to Twin Talk Show on our Facebook wall uh, and post uh, your comments, questions, or criticisms. We just got a like from Sargento Susej. Thanks, Sargento. Um, ah, Facebook. Nice. Also, Billy I'll, Scott. Billy Scott, welcome on, my man. I already got them on my shout-outs. Uh, Billy Scott says, what's up, homies? What's up, Billy? Are you all right over there in Springdale, Arkansas? I hope everything's okay with them. Tornadoes. Hey, Holmes, I'm going to have a 12-pack of some IPAs over here for when you come, eh? Why IPAs? Why not just a regular beer? Because IPAs are good, eh? You know, uh, I like beer. beer. Just give me a regular beer like a like a, a, a Dos Equis Lager or a Modelo. Simple. Let me tell you something about Even the regular. The amb- Is that the green? The, 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 the lager's the, the green bottle. Then oh, the I amb- love that. The amber's let me tell you about. Th- let me tell you. I'm gonna have a Modelo right now. I have two beers. Right let now. me school you on a little bit of beer here. Okay, go ahead, school okay. me. The uh, mainstream beers, you know, all the mainstream beers, they're full of GMOs. When you start buying from the smaller microbreweries, yes, then they start to use more natural ingredients. Not to mention, they're so much more tastier. I saw. Uh, I actually read uh, an article about 
the most GMO like beers, and it was like Corona. Oh, that's right. Miller. Yes. Uh, Anheuser, like all of those are like super and, GMO. And their brands and the types that they have as well. Yeah. I'm telling you, for those of you who don't know our listeners, GMOs is genetically modified organism foods. It's foods that they're taking the DNA out of one, probably a, like, for example, a tomato and a fish, and they introduce it to uh, they, with a virus. They, they do like insects. Insects. Yeah. And they, stuff. They, they, they genetically modify them and they introduce a virus in order for that to take. It's, it's all in our food chains. And it's poisoning us. That, but that's, uh, that, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Go for the smaller breweries, eh? Especially the California ones, eh? We got yeah, a lot. San of Diego's ones. got the Red Taft. Trolley. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Red Trolley. Yeah. Uh, no, but Red Trolley's uh, uh, well, yeah, Red Trolley yeah. Stone IPA. That's from San Diego as well. And then we up north, we got uh, Taft, and uh, no Taft. And uh, Firestone Walker, eh? they got some good stuff. Shit. Man, now I'm craving a beer. How often do I crave a beer? Can't Not wait that often, to get it. I'm man. craving a beer. Remember that one time that you, I don't know what was going on that day, that you brought like a bottle of wine or yeah. something uh-huh. and you popped it here in the garage That's and we right. all drank we were nice at all wine. Hot. We were all at all hot, I think Jackie. Angel and I literally <laughs> had our jaws on the floor <laughs> because Jose not only endorsed drinking while we're working, but he brought it out himself. We were uh, surprised. And any day you want to get in that mood, Jose, <laughs> Angel, I am Maybe. more than happy to comply L- let me rephrase with joining that. with you. Let me uh, rephrase that. Any moment you want to get in that mood. How's that? <laughs> well, what happened that day was I was actually stressing out. It was a really tough day at work. I had a lot to do for the show, and I got here literally minutes before. I had uh, actually later than I usually do, and we we're running behind. So everything was just piling up, and I was really frustrated. And I felt that the only way, and that's not that's very rare for me because I don't believe in calming down your nerves with any kind of uh, external, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> stimulants or depressants. But I did that day because uh, I did that day because I knew. Can I correct you? Let me just finish. Go let ahead. me just finish. Yes, I've only done that <laughs> twice in my life, believe it or not. This that time when I actually went and got a bottle of wine because I knew that my head was. Have you ever watched a cartoon where that? The cartoon character gets all steamed up and his head blows like like a steam like a pipe. rocket or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how I felt that day. And the only other time that I felt like that once was when my daughter Liana was a teenager and she used to drive me crazy. I was so angry that day that I literally went to the couch because I I forced myself, literally forced myself to sit. And I called my daughter Nalani, her younger sister. <laughs> I and thought said, you were going to say to drink a beer. I said Nalani, <laughs> come here now. And she walked over scared because she thought I was going to yell at her too. I said, go get me the bottle of wine on the top shelf in the kitchen on the left. Now! Now! <laughs> she walks over there, brings me the bottle of wine, and I uncorked it and drank the whole bottle that's, as I sat on the... Because I needed it. I love it, dude. That's why I, I love my kids, dude. I could sit there and like, can you bring me the remote? Oh, and a beer while you're at it. And, and so <laughs> wine is your de-stressor of choice whenever you are in a stressful situation or liquor or no, beer? No, you know what? It's only happened twice. And it's only been wine. <laughs> and it's only been wine. He's 40-something 40, 40 and it's and only you, happened and twice. And you know why wine? <laughs> I, think, I think it's only happened twice. Literally, really. No, I mean... Literally, I that, was born with you, Jose. You can't pull that over <laughs> me, man. No, the, okay, one time it happened with tequila, but they handed me, they handed me the bottle. Uh-huh. And I tell you, I tell you why wine because wine is easy for me to drink and sip on. Help me out, I like Billy. beer. <laughs> I like beer, but I can only drink like one and a half beers max, and then I'm tipsy. Then I no no that, no no not the tipsy part because clearly I want to get tipsy for that. Re- that's why I'm doing it. I feel kind of full. 
So the wine makes I could sip on it and I, it it doesn't make me feel full. I just mm-hmm. war, get all warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. and lightheaded. Uh huh. And it feels good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have any wine? <laughs> I drank the last bottle that time. But you had some beer in the fridge. And Tio's, <laughs> Tio's fridge. You see how he's just stressing Tio here. Luis is he's stressing. like he's like he's like like puppies when you hold that that biscuit in front of him. You're like, I yeah, know. I can't sit, wait. Sit, sit, sit. I can't down. wait sit for this. Down. Crawl. <laughs> I can't wait to this over. Roll over. Man. Play dead. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then I got a long drive home. Still, I still can't drink it till I, I could buy it on the way over. I still can't drink it till I get home. But yeah, literally, it's only happened those two times. I'm not kidding you. Um, I'm nothing against it. Some people need it sometimes. Are you a beer person though? Huh? No, I'm. I don't mind beer, but it's not of my choice. I'm more into like liquor or wine. But like liquor, I just drink it straight. I don't like the like fruity drinks stuff. Yeah, that hurts my teeth. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, and Bill, then just wine. Billy Scott chimes in and he says, "We're not close to the tornadoes here, so we are fine." And I Good. love IPAs. Blue Moon, Blue Moon is her favorite. His favorite. I like that one too. But he also likes Rolling Rock. Who doesn't like Rolling Rock? Pennsylvania, baby. <laughs> Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, I don't like the Rolling Rock. I mean, the uh, excuse me, the Blue Moon. But I that's like all right, Holmes. I'll have some Blue Moon for you, anyways. Eh? <laughs> that's all right. I ain't hating. <laughs> and well, since we're on the topic of like social drinking, <clears throat> I'm gonna give you some shoutouts. Your shoutouts are brought to you by Aladdin's Junior Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. How you like that? I got it all right at this time. I'll give you some more information on that later. But now. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Jane Timpton of Autism of Long Beach. Got your post there, baby. We're going to try to, uh, we'll see our schedule there. Thank you for being in touch. Also, Jane Timpton, right on. Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to From the Bell and Sonido Callejero, Sargento Susej. What's up, Ese? Uh, Thanks for liking all our posts. Also, a shout out to Mike Cano, uh, Singy Langman, and the girls. Manny, Ronnie, and Sarvin of Groove Session. See you at the Hip Kitty when you guys come down. We'd like to go tomorrow, Saturday, at the Highbrow and at the Spot. I got something going on, but at the Hip Kitty, I'll make it, homes. Also, uh, Mary Wesley and Andrea Gonzalez and John McBride. Thanks for the Facebook poke. Here's yours. Poke. Anyways, also, good tidings. Carrie M. and Doris. Uh, Dory S., uh, that's your shout-out. I also want to give a shout-out to Stevie Jean. What's up, homegirl? Haven't seen you since Candlebox. Thanks for listening and tell all your friends. And you can call in at 626-275-8946. I uh, also want to give a shout-out to Billy Scott. Hey, what's up, homes? Any shout-outs for Yeah, I have a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Nalani, and her team, the Otero Rattlers out of Colorado. They just won the Region 9 Championships, and they went on today to play... Uh, division or what is it? I forget what they call it, but to go on to state, if they win this series, the best out of three, they go on to the state championships. And today, they played two games. First game, they barely lost it. Second game, they were losing six to zero at the bottom of the last inning, and they came back with seven runs. Nice, Jackie Solis, awesome three-run walk-off. Congratulations to you, Nalani. I miss you. Come home after you win the championship. That's my shout-outs. There you go. Your shout-out to Otero Softball. and uh, The Rattlers. The Rattlers. Eh? Remember that other school we went to? They were the Artichokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. What Scott, kind of name is Scott that? Scottsdale Artichokes. Scottsdale Artichokes, dude. That's Do like, they even grow them in Arizona? I don't know, dude. <laughs> but anyhow, your shout-outs are brought to you by Aladdin's Junior Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Lounge. They're in the city of Pomona, in downtown Pomona. 
on Second Street. Look them up. Tell them the twins sent you. They got good beer, good food, and good music. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And also from the largest internet radio network in the world, that's Live365.com. Just look for our radio station, Twin Talkcast Radio. You know what? If you go there anytime, 24-7, you can hear our latest podcasts on rotation with some really cool music in between, like the stuff you hear on regular radio, plus some of some really awesome independent artists that have been part of the Twin Pirates, been on our show. Talk about kind of independent artists tonight for a music break. We're going to be playing Groove Sessions. Groove Sessions played last uh, two weeks ago. They performed in Theo Luis's Garage, and we're going to replay that performance. It was awesome for a music break, so stay tuned with that for that. And also stay tuned for uh, Jackie Casas and the news with the news and Dirty Laundry. But right now, Angel, how was your week, bro? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, been pretty busy, man. Like, I can't get enough rest. Like, I go to, you know, I have to work on the weekend. And then when I'm not going to work, then I have so many things going on that I have to get up early. I feel tired, eh? You know, that's called old age. It is, huh? But I'm, I'm I'm pretty tired myself, but uh, that's because um, I haven't worked out in a while. I think I've gone like three years where I haven't gone working out after 12 years of going to the gym and playing ball and always working out. So now my stamina has gone down, mm. and I don't like that. I'm not used to that shit. You know what, though? This Sunday was uh, it was pretty good. It was my only day off, and uh, it, it was actually pretty good. I didn't. I had to get. I wanted to sleep in, but. I had to work on some cars. I my my you know your kids grow up, but they still need you. You know, oh my daughter's like that. she's such a sweetheart. 
she does a, she does work on her own car, but whatever she can do, she calls her old man, and uh, she brought her car. My other son had car problems, so it ended up being kind of a nice day because I was having. I was kind of zenning, you know, when you when you're doing work on your car, drinking a beer, listening to music, I zen, you know. And I was listening to our, our all our podcasts. I was there for at least four hours listening to TwinTalkCast uh, dot com, all our latest podcasts on there. I always laugh, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? I love um, it. Jackie sounds gorgeous on the. She radio. always does, but I'm I'm our worst critic. I, I have a very hard time listening to our show. Do you really? I do. I very, very I much love so. it. I enjoy it. Uh, I, I I dig it. I'm funny. Dude. I'm not I mean, saying we don't have good shows, folks. I just you know one is uh, an artist's is uh, uh, um, one's own it, what's worst, worst critic. critic. Worst critic. Uh, artist is one's worst critic. Anyway, so whatever, dude. So that's, well, what did you do this weekend, man? Well, I went to the Rena- Le Renaissance Fair. Oh, that's right. I okay. I'm sorry, man. I had car prop. My kids had car. Oh, you, you should be glad because it was packed and, and hot. And it huh? was hot. And um, it's fun to go. And I hadn't gone in about, I don't know, 10, 12 years. I took my daughters when they were little. And I thought, it's about time to go now. So I went. Um, The boys joined. And uh, we took the boys. Did they enjoy it? Yeah, they did. Um, They weren't outright crazy about it. Mm -hmm. But my kids enjoy things. But I could tell what they really get off on. But. Granted, I think it's because it was hot and muggy when we first got there. Once we sat down and cooled off for a little while, let them eat something, then they started bouncing around like little boys. But, of course, once you give them their wooden swords, every boy loves a wooden sword. Uh, I know. So were women wearing those old dresses with the big bosoms? Yeah, they pushed it a little. See, the uh, thing about the Renaissance it. Fair, if you all haven't gone yet, it's a, it's a fair where everyone... At the Santa Fe Dam, yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> a Renaissance Fair, and they have them all over the country, is where you can go, and it's like a, 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 a fair where... There's booths and whatever, and rides and, and food and crafts, all having to do with the Renaissance pe- period. And people dress like paupers and princes and wenches and 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 all that. You got the peasants, and then you got the the uh, the what would you call them? all the in betweens and the, the pirates and all this stuff and nobles. And the thing is, the the, the thing is, the women. This is what the place where. The fat girls are, are popular <laughs> because there's a, uh, that's where the, the 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 big girls go for 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 uh, attention because it's big. <laughs> the big wenches walking around and they push their boobs up over their 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 their, their collars or whatever you call it the the bosom. What do you call that? A blouse. They push them up with a bustier <laughs> and the boobs are just pushed. They're not hanging out. They're bulging out. Yeah. And um, so, do you have to wear a hard hat? <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have to go dressed up if you don't like them. Excuse my, me. Excuse me. My son Christian Excuse is so me. cute. He, my, Excuse my, me. My four year. Excuse me. I'm trying to look in your eyes, but pardon me, ma'am. Pardon me, ma'am. My my son is so cute. He um he uh, wanted to go as a as a king, and he, we we dressed him up. Oh, really? Yeah. He was Which so one? Cute. Which one? Christian, the, uh, my four-year-old. He went as a king, the four-year-old? He's so cute. I, I About a month ago for school, he went dressed up as a king for a school event. And what I did is, you know those ice, I mean, ice cream, those Christmas tree skirts that you put under the Christmas tree? Yeah. The the red with the yeah. white fur? Uh-huh. I used that as his cape. Oh, right on. And a Burger King. Brilliant. And a Burger King um, crown. Yeah. And when I went to Stern, got a red ribbon with a with a big C, and I put sprinkles gold on it and made it like his emblem. And he, and I made a staff for him made out of uh, wrap, gold wrapping paper to make it look like a scepter. He's walking around with a scepter. 
I would have sent my kids naked like the uh, like that one book. <laughs> The Emperor's New Clothes? The Emperor's New Clothes. <laughs> Here you go, mijo. <laughs> but my kid is so cute. He went dressed up as a king. It was so cute. <laughs> right on. What about your older one? He did it. He, he wanted, was just a little more humble about it. Yeah, he just wanted to go and check it out. But it's... Check out the bosom. It's really cool. Really cool. <laughs> right on, mijo. Good job. But that was my weekend. But you anyway... boobs? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so was, you didn't see our cousin over there, Marco? I don't no, know. I, they were there. No, I didn't. Um, but I tell you what... Um, it was. Um, what do you guys know about twins? It was a lot of fun, it, and I would recommend people to go to this Renaissance Fair. But you got to go if you're going to dress up. Don't dress up in this hot clothes because it's freaking hot. Do they sell beer? They sell beer, of course. There's beer fests and there's steins, beer, awesome. magic wands, and every all that stuff. All right, right on. I anyway. think I'll go. Anyway, we'll be, and we're going to be right back with the news and turtle laundry. Right, we'll be right back. Hey, how you doing? What do you guys know about twins? Nothing. Nothing about twins? Sorry, sorry. Do you know, do you know any twins? No. I'm sorry. Do you want to know a twin? No, thank you. Two. What are conjoined twins? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Three. What do you know about twins? Nothing. Um, I'm a little busy. Four. Identical twins have matching fingerprints? Uh, I believe so. Same with DNA. Can you name any celebrity twins? How about the girls from all the Devil Mint commercials? If I was to ask you what is a conjoined twin, what would that be? Um, I don't know. A conjoined twin is either A, a twin with extra joints, B, a twin that joins clubs, or C, a twin that is physically attached to his twin. It's either C or A. Ashton Kutcher, twin or not? No, but not that I know. He's a twin. Is he? Fraternal. Fraternal. I'm an identical twin. I'm one of the hosts of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do I look like Jose or Angel? Uh, I'm going to say you look like a Jose. Thank you very much. kind of weird for a guy saying you look like an angel. Scarlett Johansson, twin or not? She doesn't have a twin, does she? She does. Is she uh, identical? No, actually, it's a fraternal twin. His name is Hunter. Oh, damn. Damn. (laughs) Do you have your own... Individuality. Thank you. Yes, individuality. Absolutely, we're individual. He's the good-looking one, and I'm the smart one. <laughs> oh, okay. You think Johnny Depp is sexy? I think he's very sexy. Would you date him if he was a conjoined twin? If he would have me, I probably would. Who do you think would be one of the sexiest men alive to you right now? You could say Jose the twin. Um, I'm a lesbian. That's awesome. <laughs> I am so hardcore lesbian myself. Identical? Yes, we're identical twins. His name is Angel. Angel, that's nice. So if his name is Angel, what do you think my name would be? Oh, it could be any A name. I think A names are cool, like Angel and Andre. Or well, my name's Jose. They used to say, well, if if I'm Jose, then he must be Hose B. What do you? Hose B. (laughs) I think that's it. Unless you want to add something to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Uh, No, that's good. Thank you for your time, man. How about a shout out to my brother Angel? What's up, Angel? Have a good one, buddy. Anyway, welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And I want to let you guys know that uh, we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage. And you can give us a call directly into the garage at 626 At 626-275-8946. I uh, also want to let you know that you can give us a, chow- a shout out, a shout out, shout out, That's or 
That's a Spanglish. Hey, chow us, us out, eh? Don't be, don't be chai. See what you do, man. You bring that out of me. Don't be chai, eh? <laughs> you can give us a shout out or a comment or a question on uh, our Facebook wall on Twin Talk Show. Uh, later on in the show, I'm going to have uh, my Patriot Pass. We'll be back this week, and I'm going to be discussing global weather disruption. The new ad campaign by the globalists, including our administration and other um, administrations from around the country, um, around the world, who want to alarm us into giving us giving up our freedoms by talking about global warming, weather, climate. What do they call it? Global warming, climate change, and now it's called global weather disruption because <laughs> the other two didn't work. <laughs> So anyway, oh, look, we got we man. just got a bunch of friend requests from all kinds of people. Thanks a lot from Diana Jones, Boucher, Diana Angleton King, J.R. Walda, Elsa Orisibar. Hi, Elsa. Icha Montes and Samantha Romo. Hey, Sam. Samantha, that's our niece. Yeah, eh? it is. I know. That's Sandwich's daughter. What's I know up? it is. Hey, baby. So we're gonna go ahead and say hello and friend you guys back. Thanks for friending us. Hi. Um. Um. So that's what's going on. Listen, stay tuned for or, uh, my future pass because you don't want to miss it. I got a little something to talk about in regards to that because it's all about control. And now when you hear this guttural beat that grabs you from the loins and says, Ay, it's time to listen, Essay. Why do you make me talk all Latino <laughs> like that? He's all Chicano. Why? I, didn't, I didn't make you, eh? It's just your Chicano coming out, eh? It's time for the girl with the pink headphones, the girl with the skinny on the boobies, the girl with all the news and dirty laundry, multimedia journalist, friend of ours and the radio show, Jackie Casas with the news and dirty laundry. What's up, Jackie? Hi, guys. Hey, hey, hey. I love that it smells like... Mar- marshmallows being toasted in here right yeah, now. Yeah, what's up with that, dude? It's my vaporizer. I, it, I don't know the name of the flavor, but it's the the flavor that the uh, they don't ma- ca- <clears throat> they don't call them vaporizers. Uh, it's a vape. Uh, <clears throat> it, 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 my vape juice is uh, I forgot the flavor, but it, that guy Max Wu that was on our show from uh, vapeday.com a couple of weeks ago. This was what he gave me. He gave Let's me give him a call. Juice. Yeah, it he, smells delicious. Doesn't it? Yeah, and I, I'm not too familiar with scents of vapes, but I've never really smelled anything that ever caught my attention. But this one's like, I thought someone was like making, like toasting some marshmallows. It smells like marshmallows. Somewhere. That's interesting because my wife, it does smell like she's not a smoker and she doesn't vape, but she loves it too. And she's, yeah, it smells and she's, delicious. Because of that, she's, she's in. Uh, she's even hit my vaporizer a couple of times. <laughs> my my, what's the what's the proper term for it? Vaporizer, right? Uh, I Vape. Thought, I, I mean, they know. call it vaping. Vaping, but Vape I forgot what riser. they call this um, vaporizer. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, let me tell you though, I I I don't. I'm not much of a smoker. I do smoke every day, like two, three cigarettes before bed. If I'm drinking, I probably have a, a couple more. Uh, you know, if it's like a weekend or something, mm-hmm. but you know, without even trying, the, I went like three days without any cigarettes, and I didn't even feel like it because of the vaping. Yeah, uh, according to what some endorsers of, of of the vaping say, that it helps cut down your nicotine addiction to to smoking cigarettes, and you can sort of like measure how much nicotine you have in your little 
I have spoken. Here. I have spoken to people on, on interviews that have said precisely that that mm-hmm. that they have really completely stopped smoking or cut it back, curtailed it significantly because of these things. Indeed, so. and, and I see it myself. And if you want to hear more about that, you can go to our previous podcasts and uh, and uh, listen to the. Uh, the uh, uh, podcast. What's the name of that podcast? With the Groove Session and Max Wu of VapeDay.com. Uh, just go to TwinTalkCast.com and um, we talk more about it's it. It's called Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and um, I forgot what it's called. But go and you'll see Groove Session. It's on the front on our homepage, and uh, we talked to Max Wu. You know what? I'm going to call him right now. This is unrehearsed. Let's call Max Wu right All now. All right. Let's see what he's. Let's see if we can. Let's see if he'll talk to us. Max uh, Wu is the and- owner. Of vape day, but the person you called has a voicemail box that has not been set up. Oh, yet. oh, oh we can't that's even the wrong it. one. Goodbye. He gave us the wrong number. That's his number. He just doesn't have a set up number. <laughs> we couldn't even leave him a message, eh? We couldn't even freak him out. Let's try that again. Let's see again. Uh, but anyways, I think it's this is the one that you said. Remember when you looked at the little bottle? We put a picture of it. it looks like a old time bottle, like root beer bottle. Right. Right. And it's got it's delicious. I, I want to give him a call. And it's full of nicotine too. Well, the thing is with those is that you can get the the liquid or whatever you call without nicotine. It's oil, isn't it? Yes. Well, it's supposed yeah. to be some propylene something that can I'm be. Sorry, some, I don't but know. the person you call. All right, Max, you had an opportunity to, to to plug yourself, but no more, dude. You didn't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to news and dirty laundry. What's up, baby? What's going on with the news and dirty laundry? Okay, guys, I actually have very sad news to start off our segment today. Out of Nigeria, uh, over two hundred girls have gone missing after being kidnapped by a group named Boko Haram. Last month, the group attacked the dormitories where they were sleeping and the militant groups attacked the security guards of the school and set buildings on fire the group was armed and overpowered all security on campus they had trucks waiting to herd them into uh, where they drove off into the jungle of uh, Cameroon. The U.S. has already sent a team uh, involving military and law enforcement to help them search for these girls. Now, the exact count depends on sort of different people that you talk to. Uh, The reports uh, vary from between 230 and 276 girls that have gone missing. Now, the jungle that they went into borders Cameroon, um, where they have already reported that they do not have any... that's just up, Jose. That is so, <laughs> so bad. So how how old are these girls? College girls, they're, you say? I mean, the school it's it's called the Government Girls Secondary School. They're young. They're not. Oh, there isn't even an exact group uh, age range for the girls. There isn't even exact count because the military of that um, uh, of of that country was saying that they had been already been released, and it wasn't until the families started talking to they media did? yeah so the government was saying oh they're back they're where well, they're fine they've been Why? they've been recaptured it was i don't know but the families were the ones that were saying no our girls are not back home they're they still not lying? back with us they were and lying do you know what the international community is doing about it well there's a lot of people who are involved um particularly the u.s that's taken a, a stand with it along with obama and michelle obama who they created a, like a bring back our girls hashtag on twitter and it's taken this whole <laughs> international movement to try to find these 
two hundred plus missing young girls. Oh yeah, these <laughs> these Nigerian soldiers that stole these chicks are going to be on Twitter. Oh, President Obama said bring back our girls. Hey, let's go bring them back. Well, listen, <laughs> yeah, right. It's a terrible thing that's going on over there. There's a lot of atrocities that happen in these, um, especially a lot of these African countries because there's civil war going on in all these countries. But let me tell you something. Um, the president shouldn't be going out there talking about those girls. Thank you, Mr. President. What he should be talking about is the fact that the emails that that they said the administration said they'd given us all the emails regarding Benghazi, and only last week did those emails come out saying that there were talking points uh, given for the Benghazi thing to cover up the fact that it was all due to Obama's failed policy and to to. And to save his re-election campaign. Oh, Jose. Yes. Did, did you just really do that right I now? I just did. Did you just? Yes. Like 300 young girls are stolen and by these crazy Nigerian soldiers into the jungles of Cameroon. And you're worried about Benghazi? Of course I am. Oh, man. You want to know what I'm worried about? Because let me tell you something. Though, I'm sorry. Those atrocities happen all the time. It's horrible. Horrible. In the meantime, the president has avoided since day one, even worse, two years ago, he used an American citizen as a scapegoat. Uh, the man languished in prison for a year because he wanted to save his reelection campaign. Jose, that I- is awful. Think about that. If, an, if, uh, if our president or any one of our politicians in power can use little Joe Schmo as a freaking scapegoat, that's scary ass shit. That's tyrannical, dude. Jose, are you in it with? Are you in with these Nigerian soldiers or something? You're trying to divert the attention to Benghazi. I te- you mean attention or attention? <laughs> are you? In, you know, are you like homies with them or something? Like what the heck, eh? Okay, we'll talk Benghazi why, why, some other time. I'm talking Benghazi we're, right now because no talk, one's talking about because it. Because the, 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 the but, smoking but, gun came out last week, Angel, and no one's talking about it. Yeah, I don't care. I just I just care about these Nigerian girls, eh? Jeez, Until the president decides to use you as a scapegoat or any other government official tries to use you as a scapegoat to cover his ass. You, Joe Schmo. Then, wow. it's, then you give a shit. Then it's like, oh, this isn't wrong. You see what I'm saying? The fact that we're allowing this to happen without all the protests and the, and, and the yelling and the screaming the fact, that should happen. Hey, but the fact that you're allowing this Nigerian thing to happen. You know what? I Listen. I uh, we th- that's so important. The it fact is that you're important. saying that, no, the fact that you're saying that, because I am being admonished right now for because I don't care for little girls. And yeah, you know what? I do care for little girls. I, f- I feel bad that the little girls are being uh, all that. But don't you think that our government wants that diverted? Last week, what was what were we all talking about? Last week, what were we all talking about? I don't Donald know. Sterling and his mistress. But last week, in the same few days that all of that happened, the smoking gun regarding Benghazi came out, and it showed that our president and his administration uh, intentionally fooled, um, uh, lied to the American people. And in the meantime, what they did was they put an innocent man in prison. Innocent man. Four people died in Benghazi, and the president said it's that man's fault, and that man went to prison, an American citizen. How would you feel, Angel, if it was you? How would you feel? I wouldn't feel good about it. How would you feel if it was you, one of those little girls that got taken by the Nigerians? Then I worry about it. Okay. But I am worrying about this for our country. You should be glad that someone gives a shit because no one I else do. does. I if do. it was Bush, you'd be I angry. Do. I do. If it was Bush, you'd be like, oh, that bastard, that I Bush bastard. I do care, Jose, but, right, but that... But 
I do care about that. But right now, the standing issue right now is these girls are missing, and you're choosing to talk about Benghazi because no one talks about it. Because <laughs> no one talks about it. No one is bringing it up. The leader of this group has actually released a video where he said that he would sell these girls. Uh, that's what he plans on doing, which leads into the human trafficking, which is an international problem. And it doesn't just happen overseas. It happens right here in our own country, in the U.S. So that does affect us as well, the human trafficking that could be happening right in our backyard with these girls that are coming from the other side of the world, from Nigeria. It could very well be happening here. Well, it's happening on this song. Look, I go care. look in the club. Eh? I care. The club. I care about the atrocities and the uh, 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 what's it called? The exploitation of children. The atrocities pervade onto uh, uh, not pervade, but uh, caused upon children and other people in third world countries. I do, but in the meantime, our administration, our government is going into a, a place that that people are being too apathetic to, and before we know it. Before we know it, we're going to be in one of those countries ourselves, dude. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. Well, what I have to say is I hope these girls make it home and with their families who are terrified, have not rested, and are concerned for their daughter's well-being. So I hope that they find some peace in their girls returning home. I hope they make it home and, you know. What do you think? If you're listening on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel... Chime in on our phone at 626-275-8946 or on Twin Talk Show, our Facebook wall. Do you think that it's more important to worry about these girls, these poor girls, than, and just totally keep pushing aside the fact that our, our leaders, our government, so powerful, are utilizing little Joe Schmoes to cover their asses and people go to prison for that reason? Uh, do you see the bigger picture? Or are you just being distracted by the latest tornado or the latest Mr. Scandal or whatever? Jackie's making faces. She's so No, it's my contact lens. It's my contact <laughs> lens, I swear. So what, what else you got going on, Jackie? Okay, moving on, guys. A Southern California teacher is on unpaid leave while the uh, teacher to a public charter school investigates a complaint that the teacher had an African-American student demonstrate a hanging during a Civil War reenactment field trip. The eighth grade teacher was put on leave after the student's mother complained to school officials alleging the teacher volunteered her son for the demonstration. The mother said a noose was placed around her son's neck, an allegation that was brought to a nonprofit council that works to eliminate particularly prejudice and discrimination. Um, they said that they uh, this organization joined the student's family to meet with school officials last week and saying that things like hangings, cross burnings are symbols of hate and bigotry and oppression for African-Americans. And it has a huge meaning in um, terrorizing um, and subjugate people. The uh, school in particular is in the Capistrano Unified School District. The attorney who represents the school Here in Santa, Santa California, yes, yeah, Orange County. The attorney who represents the school said the teachers the, said the teachers' rights must be observed while the mother's allegation okay. is investigated. It was a reenactment of what? Civil War reenactment. Where field trip? At a field trip? Yes, on a field trip. It's, it was at a like a museum or something that like that, an awareness. Yeah, it's just uh, here's. Let me just tell you, this is. Utterly ridiculous. I'm sick and tired. Uh, look, if you want, um, if you want these stereotypes to be erased, stop programming me. Pro blah blah. 
programming them into your children. The teacher, the what happened was as part of the uh, of the program at this place, museum, whatever. They just they uh, reenact certain things to show the kids what it's like to be in the Civil War era, and they put a noose around a kid's neck to show what it would be like when they persecuted uh, um, um, war criminals, okay, but or or, or whatever. No, and they, uh, they, and, I thought and, it was uh, lynching. It, what that's the thing. It wasn't about a lynching. It was a civil war. Civil war. You, you know what? That that's interesting because the uh, and I think it's really weird and kind of dumb. That we, you know, in some states here in the U.S., they're so into reenacting this civil war. There's such a rich culture of uh, uh, fake Confederates and fake patriots or whatever they're called uh, reenacting this time that was one of the most bloodiest and killingest wars ever in the U.S. I think that there's something real uh, sick about Sell, uh, uh, reenacting it. Why do you, you know, there's, I don't think there's any need for reenact. I mean, if that's the case, it's an angel, it's a history lesson. Of I, course, it's, it's a history lesson. There's, but there's so much more history that can be taught other than, you know, reenacting. Why don't we reenact Benghazi? But, Angel, that is, that's that, a history. But it, you're right. It's but, right now, but you're right. They don't, all they want to do is cover it up. Okay? If you want to go back to that. Let's go back to that. No, let's not go back. want to reenact it. I think I think it's I think it's a but, sick let, thing let, to be in re- Angel, reenacting the civil those war. Those are significant. How many uh, other countries uh, do uh, that? Angel, Angel, if there are, there couldn't be a more pivotal other than the American Revolution, a more pivotal war that happened in our history. The the Civil War were are were two factions of our country pitted against one another. The bloodiest war we've ever been in. And the one that gave birth to the Emancipation Proclamation. Of course, there's going to be reenactments. Of course, there's going to be history lessons. Uh, in, in a myriad of ways, it'll manifest itself. Yes, it should be done. The problem I have is with minorities, and I'm sick and tired of minorities. It doesn't matter if you're black or Latino or Chinese or whatever. Sick and tired of the so-called minorities being so completely sensitive. Oh, my God, that's racism. You know what? The kid is learning. And I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, but perhaps the teacher didn't realize that the kid was black because why? Maybe she wasn't looking at the color of his skin. And that's what the what the kid's parents are teaching the kid is: you're a black kid and you're oppressed. Forget the learning moment. That teacher is racist, and that's bullshit. Well, uh, I just think that it's kind of silly to reenact uh, civil war. I, you know, the whole uh, lynching thing. You know, that's a whole other story. But I think it's kind of a sick thing that we're reenacting these things. That goes I up. really do. I think it's. I think what we need to do is spend a lot more time on things now, things that 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 create and build. You know, let's take somebody instead to a museum. Let's take them to like. But what do you think uh, museums an organic, are? An organic garden, Angel. Maybe listen. Here's the deal. You played George Washington in the play. <laughs> I did in the play about the American Revolution. You I did. did. I was. It was in elementary school. I was wearing a little cotton white wig, <laughs> and he said a line. What did you say? Uh, I don't remember. You don't remember? You were talking about the flag. You were standing behind Betsy Ross. Yeah, Betsy Ross was making the flag, and the stars are for this, and the stripes are for that, and I forgot it. Though. And he said his line. And you know what my bitching ass line was? What? I was one of the Minutemen. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that fitting? It I is. was one of the Minutemen. Yeah. <laughs> Treason! Treason! Treason. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was one I of the redcoats. I, I think I had five I'm, lines. I was one of the redcoats. I wasn't yeah. a Minuteman. You were a redcoat. Yeah. Treason, treason, treason. 
Uh, but still, on a side note, on a little sidebar, regards to this story, in um, in California, Sacramento, Assemblywoman Isadora Hall from Compton, uh, Compton, Compton, uh, went to Senate after passing AB two four four four, which is a bill that would ban the sales of Confederate flags or anything likened to the Confederate Confederacy on state buildings. In state buildings. That you can't sell it? You can't sell anything having to do with a Confederate flag in state buildings. Because it's it's offensive to some people. F you. Here's the deal. How about the National Endowment for the Arts, a government entity that funds all kinds of art relics and things like that, art exhibits like the uh, the, 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 the crucifix upside down in a jar of Urine, Piss. yeah, Jesus or, or, or yeah, or the uh, Mother Mary out of elephant dung. Look, that's more offensive. But guess what? I just won't go look at it. <laughs> I just won't pay for it. I, won't, I hate it. I, think I won't ugly. smell it. I, I'll look at it, but I won't smell it. I'm not going to go. See, that's the problem with people saying, I'll "Look at it, but I won't drink it." That's a, <laughs> that's a form of censorship. And the and but going back to what that mom did. That kid went home saying, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. I think it just might have been a mistake on the end of the teacher. No. I think think it could have just been a mistake. Didn't do it on purpose to be racist. Just happened to be to put a kid in there to do a a demonstration. She just just made a poor decision. (laughs) Like she maybe just didn't realize it, it didn't pay attention, didn't think that, didn't think I'm going to purposely stick a black kid in there to do the hang. Are you saying? I don't. I don't. I'm just. I'm saying. I, I don't think, think this teacher should be called a racist just because he, I agree. he did that. It could have just been like a, just a a, a stupid thing but, but that came out this. of it. Don't you think? Why should it even be a mistake? The teacher perhaps didn't look well, at color. Obviously, it's she was doing it's the a right big deal. <laughs> She's on un or this teacher is on unpaid leave. Obviously, it, awesome. it was offensive Vacation, to people. But I don't think this teacher even I, thought that so it could be offensive why, to this kid or his mom. It's only offensive if the teachers, if the parents teach the kid that it's. A, you know what? If it happened to my kid, uh-huh. I like to think to say, you know what? Um, uh, as a matter of fact, my daughters would come home and they tell me things about being offended by teachers or white, by other students, people, and I would say to them, you know what? That's going to happen. Don't go walking around life with a chip on your shoulder because there's people that are discriminating against you and others that won't. Just move on. I think I like that. I think you should always like not take things offensively. I think a lot of people, it's not about having a thick skin. It's more about having a transparent skin. Let it go right through you like nothing. Well, eh? let me bring you another <laughs> like nothing, example. Eh? But you know what? I, I'd like to borrow somebody's kid. Did you say paid leave? Unpaid. If, oh, unpaid. Oh, unpaid I was going to borrow leave. somebody's kid so I could unpaid get some paid leave. leave. <laughs> no, this brings up another, I'm just thinking, talking about this. This brings me up to another story that came up during this week about uh, here in Southern California, a Rialto school that got into trouble because their assignment to their students was a, a essay a questioning the the question was do you think the holocaust really actually happened or was it uh in purpose of propaganda if so support your your argument now the assignment was given a while ago there was no boo ha from the students it didn't come up until later 
that this the parents got involved and then i'm sorry not even the parents even got involved it was like an outside organization that happened to get a hold of this assignment and it's turned into this whole deal in the school district about this assignment and how offensive it is what school to is the this? jews um in rialto? I, I can't remember the name of in the rialto. school but it is in oh. rialto so they did, the parents didn't like them having no it wasn't even the parents it wasn't even the students it, it, there was no response from them whatsoever it was an outside organization that happened to find out about this assignment and they're the ones that said how could you even teach your students teach these kids to even question that the holocaust is legit let me tell you let me tell you this is along the lines of what you say angel like oh, oh jose angel why you always come angel? like what you're you say, angel. jose like what you say jose oh but it's a history it's a history lesson and then these people here on the other hand they're saying the same thing it's a history lesson it's a history lesson we're dwelling on the past angel that you know that you know we should not dwell in the past we we focus on the things that are eternal the eternal truths now and be it now and therefore you perpetuate it now because you could never <laughs> let me explain why uh, let me explain why you have to let me explain why there's no way that we can create a better future when the past is living it for us if we if we have it in our hearts and if we have it in our minds, it's affecting our behavior. Therefore, it's tainting our present and our future. Uh, here's the problem with that, Angel. One, I don't there know for no sure. There is no problem with that. Here, the, <laughs> the, it sounds to me that it was not a history lesson that this teacher was teaching. The teacher was teaching probably a, um, uh, critical thinking and debate. No, but I'm talking about the people that no, were no, against no, it. No, let me, let me. I'm talking about no, the people me, that were me, against let it. Let me talk because you're talking about history, history, history. This was clearly not a history lesson, but he, the, I, I the teacher, the teacher probably wanted to use one of the most controversial times in our in Amer in human history. To, to utilize it as a very uh, creative way to come up with a good debate and critical thinking. If the parents don't see that, if they don't see the fact that this is a wonderful way for kids to be critically thinking, even if they don't believe that it was a hoax, that they can argue that it was, that makes that, that's great teaching. If you could argue a, a point very well that you don't believe in, Angel, but argue to the point that you can convince me, that's good. Then you're a good lawyer. <laughs> that's a good point. No, um, uh, I don't know. So, I mean, that's a really interesting story. I wish I knew about it before. I would, I want to call those freaking people. Yeah, there, there. It wasn't even a response from the teachers. I mean, from the, uh, from the students themselves or the teachers. I mean, ah, oh, students or parents about the assignment. <laughs> it was this outside organization who, um, um, brought this up, and now, so the assignment has been revoked. Uh, it is not going to be counted towards the students' grade at all. You're kidding. And they, they, had, they even had a um, they, they meeting about it? it this week. Yeah, they had a meeting about it regards um, to this assignment and all this attention that it's gotten um, because... I. So you're saying that the school's... Stop the assignment. Well, the assignment was the already the assignment was already done, and oh. and it was already done. It was a wrapped up assignment. This wasn't an assignment that was just presented in this week, uh -huh. um, and that's and it was an after the fact of the assignment, and that's just been scrapped off the books against. There, so let's Don't say if the kid again. let's say if the kid got a D, guess what? That D's not going to count again, uh. count against you. So, ah, oh, dude, they they crumbled under the pressure, right? Eh? 
What's yeah, up with they, that? They uh they had that that meeting where where it was revoked. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty messed up. I think that's really messed up. So it is unforeseen for this teacher who is on unpaid leave. She the teacher will remain on unpaid leave. So until the investigation has concluded. So what uh, what what about the kid that got hung? Do you think he got a good grade? You think he got an A or an <laughs> he did not get hung? Well, it was just a demonstration. It it was just a demonstration. It wasn't even like a like a grading type of situation. It was just a civil reenactment. Be, you know what? I'd be, I'd be like, you know what, teach? I'm African-American. You better give me a fucking A for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have done that instead of cause a big old stink. Say, hey, you know what, mom? Let's use this to my advantage. Hmm. Maybe I don't have to test for the finals. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I just got to tell you, uh, the same the same um, rhetoric that people say all the time, you teach hate. Well, you also teach stereotype. You also teach victimization. You also teach kids to be feel like they're victimized and that's why that's my problem people do that all the time and they don't realize it anyways on the phone with us right now what's going on who's calling in this is jose from twin talk with jose and angel hello hello this is jose from twin talk with, from, with jose and angel who's this hey what's up this is max from vape day la oh vape day hey max what's going on this is jose and angel from twin talk with jose and what, angel what's up max we try calling guys? how you guys doing all right, you know we were discussing um, uh, vaping, and my brother, who's been vaping for how long, Angel? I I, I don't know. Uh, uh, he he doesn't even know what to call I, the the device that he uses. What's it called, Max? Um, yeah, I was listening to you guys earlier having your discussion. Um, the <laughs> one he had from last time. Yes. Um, it's just a. Yeah, like a vaporizer. <laughs> See, I told you it's a vaporizer. Hey, and and check it out. I've been I've been uh, vaping the oil you gave me. It's a very tasty, and I get a lot of a lot of uh, conversation. People want to try it, eh? Yeah, dude. Uh, it's like a tobacco kind of sweet blend. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sweet. You guys liking it? You like it? I dig it. Jackie says it smells like cotton candy, and my wife says it smells like chocolate. And I say it smells like marshmallows being roasted over a campfire. But it tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you. Let me tell yeah, you. I'm glad you enjoy it, man. Thank you. Um, and let me tell you, Max. The other day, I went three days without smoking, and I didn't even realize it. Oh, yeah? yeah? You're just using the vape? Just using the vape. <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah, man, that's what happens when you uh, when you get into something, you just forget about the other thing. It's amazing because I lit, up a, I lit up a cigarette after, and it, it just didn't taste good anymore. What a trip, huh? It, is that something you hear from a lot of <laughs> – do you hear that from a lot of your customers, um, uh, Max? Um. Yeah, similar. I mean, that happened for myself, too. It's just um, you get off it for a while, and then when you get – when you like have another sticker in your hand, you realize, uh, oh man, this is kind of a, you know, kind of a disgusting habit. Why am I doing this? You know? Cool. cool. Yeah. You get that sort of feeling, but, uh, yeah, the vape, definitely. Juice, the vape juice is much, much tastier. So that's awesome, dude. So what my brother's using is the vaporizer. I, I, I thought it was called a mod. Is that a different thing? Um, yeah, actually mod is a different thing, but those, they're called mechanical mods and they run off uh, straight a whole battery. Um, I didn't get a super close look at what your brother had, but his is, I think, still a, um, just like a tradition. 
traditional uh, base, something like a it looked, like a starter unit, but um, it was actually pretty cool. I haven't seen that one. It now. looks it looks like a like a it's shaped like a pipe. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They have those. Well, hey, hey, Max. But that, I don't think it runs off a whole separate battery though. That's the that's, you know, I'm not sure. Well, hey, Max, modifiable. thanks for listening and calling in, bro. You know what? Why don't you let our listeners know where to find all these kinds of products? Well, first of all, what do they find at? What are they going to find at your place? What's that? Vapeday.com? Yeah, vapeday.com. You're going to find information about vaping. You're going to find articles, pop culture news. And if you go to shop.vapeday.com or click on the shop tab, um, you're going to find uh Everything from devices to juices, accessories, you know, um, everything under the sun that you need uh, to get started. Or if you're an expert, you know, if you want something uh, rare, hard to find, we got those too. Just check it out. Um, you know, do yourself a favor. Hey, Angel, let me ask you one question, man. After not smoking for three days, how do you feel? I think it, I feel better, man. I do. I don't get that burning, yeah. that burning in my stomach the next day. <clears throat> yeah. Did you Did you go on a jog? Uh, I I hate jogging, man. You're not you're not gonna get me to jog. I'll tell you, man. But but right, it, well, but indeed, uh, the, the well, six, next time you run up a hill, you'll you'll feel the difference. That's right. all I'm saying. I, I I bet I will, man. Hey, Max. Um, I've been to a, a few of uh, vape shops, and um, um, you know, shooting stories on this. Not a single one of them had a hot chick in it. You have hot chicks at your places. <laughs> Uh yeah, I got uh I got some uh, pretty pretty nice looking girls who are also uh you know they're, they're nice to look at but they're also uh, very smart and they know uh they know how to do everything and can explain every every detail and you know they're knowledgeable uh, over at Vape Day yeah so they're chilling over on six zero nine five Pico Cross Street Los Angeles yeah you guys ever want to drop in man <laughs> yeah if you're in the Los Angeles area go to Vape Day. In uh, on six zero nine five West Pico near La Cienega, the corner of La Cienega and Pico. Hey Max, so your girls are good looking. Are they wearing little uh, skimpy little outfits like Hooters? <laughs> nah, <laughs> unfortunately, man. They just we let them wear whatever they want. All right, you on. know, let them express themselves. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Uh, hey Max, thanks for calling in. Hey, you know, we got to talk. We got to put a link of your stuff on our website. We'll talk later, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Give me a call, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Have Th a great night. All right. All right. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, that was a good show when we had him in uh, and uh, group session. It was pretty cool. Yeah, check it out on TwinTalkCast.com. All right. So what do you got going on next, Jackie? Okay, guys. Moving on. This is um, coming out of Georgia. Georgia Governor Nathan Deal has signed a bill that requires drug testing for some welfare applicants. According to a local uh, news station, the new law will place the fate of a welfare or food stamp applicant in the hands of state employees who will determine whether or not a drug test is necessary. Generally, the decision would be made by taking into account on the individual's police record, demeanor, reasons for termination from employment, and any missed appointments. What drugs are going to be tested for, does it say? Um, it doesn't Why, are you on welfare, bro? Are you worried? No, I'm, I'm not worried because, but I'll tell you, you know, like, like you could do some meth and go test the next day and you, you're good, but you, 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 you go to a concert and you get secondhand smoke from marijuana and you, 30 days later, you still have it in your system. Well, Let then don't go to the concert. Add additionally, the bill, <laughs> the bill will force the applicant to pay 
for their drug exam, rather regardless <laughs> of whether or not they test positive for anything. I am all for that. I, I would am be, so for it. I would be, can I have some welfare so I could pay for my drug exam? Here's the funny thing about that. that this, this, they've been trying to push this for a long time, and um, um, a lot of um, civil rights advocates come back saying that it's a violation of the civil rights and what have you. But here's the freaking deal. When you and I go for a job, Angel, a lot of the jobs we go to, we're required to pee in a cup. Yes. Right? I, for I, drug testing. I do. So if I always get, pass. If you're getting a handout out of my tax money, well, you know, I want to make sure you're not using that money or selling the welfare checks or whatever it is you're getting to go buy drugs. And that does happen. It does happen. I've been in, in, in downtown LA where people are trying to sell me stuff. They'll try to sell me. Well, I, I has some guy trying to sell me those electronic debit cards that they give the you. EBT, EBT. Card? Yeah. You try to sell me one over there on 6 in Alvarado. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Where they, you could also get a Social Security Por card. Por la Macartu. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's bull crap, dude. That's bullcrap. Well, Bull- opponents say that the, they, they argue that since the state increasingly uses internet and phone methods to manage their applications, it's that they don't have any sort of like in-person interactions necessary to validate their claims of reasonable suspicion that require drug tests. Because let me remind you, it's not just every single applicant. It's those that have a police record, have some sort of strange demeanor where they would have reasonable doubt to assume that they're under some sort of drug use, um, reasons for their employment and any sort of missed appointments to receive their benefits. So they could, I don't know, maybe someone who works for the government has a uh, their ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend who's applying for 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 assistance and he's like she's like fuck that bitch like let's get that girl and they're gonna hit her up for for drug testing Uh so there isn't really a structured way in order for them to properly be tested that's a good point because you know they could just profile you and and these people that work at these places aren't necessarily the best of judges you know they just get other uh people that that you know, pass a very simple psych test, and they're hired. Next thing you know, they're handing out welfare, like, like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I know that because no, I'm not even going to get into that. How do you <laughs> know that? I'm curious. Because I've been a, a, a single dad. Uh, well, my kids are big now. I was a single dad for a while. I never got welfare. I never asked for any uh, alimony or child support. However, you know, she did and didn't have even, didn't even have to prove it. And I know this because. You know, there's so many resources out there to give this stuff away. They promote it. And then there's only like 12 inspectors in the whole state to police it. Uh, you, you bring up a good point. And that's one of the reasons why I'm very adamantly against these kind, this kind of situation where the government's involved in a, a welfare system or social system where they're giving people things because the checks and balances aren't there. I was also a victim of that. As you know, I raised my daughter since they were like two and four or whatever it was, two and six. And... You know what? I had them till they grew up and moved out of the house, and their mom was collecting child support payments from the state or welfare from the state, saying that she wasn't getting child support from kids that didn't even live with her. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Thirty-two thousand dollars later. Let me tell you, five years, six years, seven years later, and thirty-two thousand or thirty-five thousand dollars after they've deducted all my money out of my bank account um, regularly, they finally let it go. Did they pay you back? Never got the money back. They paid me back. Good for you. Yeah, I should give you that inspector's number. 
They totally paid me back. Wow. I didn't even ask. All I wanted them to stop taking my money out of my checks. Dude, $32,000, $35,000. It took me two years to finally get them to stop taking my money away out of my checks. They, you know. See, women are evil, dude. Um, women are evil. I just want... No, I won't say that, but I do want Yeah, wanna, they are. But I do want to say something. You know, even if you're a mother that doesn't collect welfare and you're a hardworking mother, a single mother, and you've got a baby daddy who's either supporting or not supporting you... Let it go. You don't need his money. You really don't. It, it just makes. It just keeps you connected to a, a negative thing in your life. And uh, you uh, know, listen, the kid. No, 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 many, no, no. Let me no, tell you. No, the let kids me, need if they need the money and the dad can support and pay for the child care. I, I am, but uh, child is, support absolutely. But what I'm saying or is, vice versa. How many times are you somewhere in some office and you hear some girl complaining while she's showing off her she freshly just, freshly manicured nails? Yeah. saying, my baby daddy didn't give me any money. She better he better give me some money while her nails are all manicured. That's her a good point. Done, and but then she's know, going to the happy hour later. Well, Come on. Instead of saying that, why don't the, you just the tell the woman? The kid, the kids. They, they, this is what I'm saying: is that you're directing not, at the wrong at the wrong motivation. The motivation, the kids should always be the motivation. The I father know. should always provide, or the mother, whoever does. Yeah, have the but kids, what I'm saying is provide that, for the kid. And what and I'm saying up, is that, and it's, it's up to the the parent who's the steward to be a good steward. Right, the parent who has custody. But but what I'm saying is to those that are angry because they're not getting child support, don't be angry. You're just causing a lot of self-imposed anxiety, and just try a little harder. You'll be fine, and so will your children. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to go to music break right now. When we come back, we're going to have a little more news and dirty laundry with Jackie Casas. In the meantime, we're going to play the live performance by Groove Sessions. What's the name of that track? Uh, Get It Together. Get It Together by Groove Sessions. They performed it here in Dio Lisa's Garage. Check it out. Soon. I can't 
Uh, Groove Sessions with Holding It Together. They performed live in Theo Luis's Garage last week. Check it out on TwinTalkCast.com. We did an interview with them also. Welcome back to Twin Talk. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live in Theo Luis's Garage. And uh, we are still in the midst of a news and dirty laundry segment like no other. Uh... What a cool jam. I dig it, man. And you, you they sound great in the garage, man. Uh, groove session. Uh, I can't wait to go see them. They got a couple of shows this weekend over at the Highbrow in, um, I think that's Glendora, California, and at uh, Club 66 in Glendora, California. And they're going to take off, and they'll be back over at the Hip Kitty in Claremont. I'm down, I'm down to go, and I think you guys should go, too. Anyways, back to News and Dirty Laundry. Jackie, what's going on, baby? Okay, guys, now we're going to move on to a story that I teased last week, but we were so jam-packed with good stuff, I didn't get to it. And after some requests on the story, I'm going to go ahead and start with the Dirty Dozen list. It's a new report that was issued uh, in the last month, which uh, gave a list of basically um, the... Dirty Dozen List. It's a it's a list for consumers to know what they should buy organic and when it's necessary. It's compiled by the uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture. And the amount of pesticide residue found in the non-organic fruits and vegetables uh-huh. after they have been washed. Oh. Um, they were uh, these the fruits and vegetables on the Dirty Dozen List, uh, which were conventionally grown, tested positive for at least 47 different chemicals with some testing positive for as many as 67 chemicals for the um for produce on the dirty list it should definitely you should definitely go organic with these options and those are um 
the Dirty Dozen list includes celery. Whoa. Oh. Peaches. What? Strawberries, apples, blueberries, nectarines, sweet bell peppers, spinach, kale, collard greens, cherries, potatoes, grapes, and lettuce. That's such common food. It is. Those are the dirtiest vegetables and fruit that you could ever purchase if they are non-organic. With regards, when you say dirty, with regards to... With the chemicals that they have in the pesticides even, that they're sprayed. Even after they've been washed. Even after they've been washed. So even though you get that, you know, the little vegetable scrub soap thing that you scrub it with to supposedly kind of clean off all residue, can for I, can, it does not work. Can I comment on that? Of course you can. Let me tell you, um, uh, I want people to understand this, that I'm not sure if this is the case in, in this case, but a lot of people think that you can wash off uh, uh, all pesticides. Obviously, you can't uh, based on this study. But one of the reasons that uh, you can't is because, uh, again, genetically modified foods are genetically some. Uh, a lot of them are genetically modified with uh, the pesticide uh-huh. that so that it, it actually it, it's a pesticide itself. Right. So you uh, in other words, if, if a bug ate it, you don't need to spray it because it's already got the pesticide DNA or chemical compound in its DNA. So, you know, uh, you know, th- this is dangerous because we're being com- uh, bombarded by by toxins all over the place. We don't need it in our food. eh? Yeah. One of the, the panelists who actually commented on the list said that, uh, of course, they always recommend you washing non-organic produce to remove the residues. However, he says, do what you can do. But the idea you're going to wash pesticides off is a fantasy. Yes, it is. You know what? On naturalnews.com, uh, I read an article recently. Uh, the studies show that actually or uh, growing organically and uh, uh, yourself, like, you know, people start growing their own stuff is 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 uh, more sustainable than the mono agricultural system that we have now. The one that we're in now is is doomed for failure. So the you know. let me just remind you that in order for this survey to be done on these different fruits and vegetables, the uh, USDA washed the produce using high power pressure water systems that none of us have in our kitchens. <laughs> so even with their right. high powered water systems, they could not wash off what, this. What this I find ironic is, what I find ironic here is that at least in the United States, there is this huge campaign to scare us into thinking that. We are doing things that are going to doom our planet, that we're in an impending doomsday because of the fact that we're driving SUVs and not recycling bottled water bottles. Yet they allow the food companies to poison us with the toxins and the genetically modified organisms, and they make it illegal for whistleblowers, people within those communities that work there, to to let it out. They make it illegal for videotaping of slaughterhouses where where animals are being uh, uh, slaughtered in an inhumane and not uh, clean way. And um, I just want to put a call out uh, to our listeners out there. Uh, does anyone know where I can get some organic bud? Eh? Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> now, None of it's this, organic anymore. 
with this list, they also came up with the Clean 15, which uh, this list, the <laughs> produce <like> <laughs> the produce on this list bores little to no traces of pesticides, and it is safe to consume in a non-organic form. This list includes onions, avocados, sweet corn, pineapples, mangoes, sweet peas, asparagus, kiwi, cabbage, eggplant, cantaloupe, cantaloupe watermelon, grapefruit, sweet potatoes, and sweet onions. Now, the difference between these two lists, or the main reason why in the Dirty Dozen list they have such a high number of pesticides and the Clean 15 don't, is that the Clean 15 actually have a, um, uh, a, a protection defense meaning that uh, they have an outer layer like the onions, the avocados, the pineapples. It doesn't, the the pesticides don't penetrate nearly as easily as something else like the strawberries and berries that don't have that tough outer layer to protect them from the pesticides. So so how come the beans didn't make it, eh? Are they because they're the, the uh, illegal aliens? Because uh, <laughs> a lot of them are genetically modified now, Angel. Hey, Larry. I know. So Hold on. Song. Uh, y- yeah, Bob. What do I do? Hmm, let's see. I know. You play the guitar. Bob, I don't have any hands. Oh, you're right. Well, okay. Well, you play this. I don't want to play that. I'll look silly. Oh, come on. It'll be fun. Nope. Not going to do it. It's for the kids. Oh, okay. But they better not laugh. All right. Better get on out there. If you like to talk to tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce lines. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that in. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to find out where the list is from the USDA, you can go to foodnews.org, and that's where you can find the full, lace, full list of the Dirty Dozen, <laughs> Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. That's good to know. Thank there you, Jackie. Go. I'm very happy to. You know what, though? You can go. There's a lot of farmer's markets going on everywhere, and uh, you know, not every vendor on there is organic, but you can find a lot of organic foods there, and it doesn't cost that much more. But I did an investigation where we went to several mar- farmer's market in the Southern California, Los Angeles area of place of vendors that claimed they were v- organic. And they were not. They weren't even farmers. That is seriously uh, so, one of my favorite stories oh, yes. I've ever seen. Oh, really? They weren't Some even of farmers? them, we actually went, oh, yeah, where's your farms? They gave us an address and we go, it's a vacant lot. You know, and, and yeah. then, no, let me finish and, this. And, let me finish this. You and, could tell. They got the, they, you, you, you could tell. You, you got to do your homework. <laughs> it's, fun, it's funny because we also went to, uh, we, we had one of the guys meet us at his so-called farm. Uh-huh. And it's a freaking vacant lot yeah weeds and shit growing and he's he's seriously the guy was like look right here he's <laughs> kicking the rocks and dust over look bends it over and pulls something out see this is a onion bullshit uh, it's a freaking like weed, weed. <laughs> are you telling me the guy walked you to a yes. vacant lot and still tried to yes, yes. <laughs> yeah you saw yes. that <laughs> it was one and, of my favorite and stories. it aired Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, it aired a, a couple years ago, but it's still out there. You can and, you can find it. And where was this vendor vending at? Uh, it was in the valley. Uh, see, you go to these no, farmers' markets. Where market. was he vending at? It was in the in Santa Monica. 
the big vending mar- uh, yeah. farmer's market in Santa Monica. Street. Yeah, you go to these, uh, you know, you're saying do your homework, of course, but when you go to a farmer's market, you're thinking you're, you're, you're in a place where you can trust that these vegetables and produce are actually organic or oh, safer dude. for you. So I have to look up every single farmer that I'm purchasing from where yeah. I'm assuming they're legit. Did they bust them? Um, yeah, well, you know what? It's, uh, we didn't bust them ourselves, and it wasn't a, something like that, but the guy was clearly... Uh, and he stopped selling um, the particular... I forgot which vegetable it was that he was selling that he was claiming was organic, So, but he stopped completely selling that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, moving on to our last story of the night. Can, now, I, can I give a shout-out to someone real quick? I'm sure. sorry, I'm sorry, because Irma, Irma just chimed in. Hi, Irma. Oh, Irma. Irma, I love you. I miss you. Thanks for listening. Hi, Irma. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> she's so cute. That's my mom's name, too. Aww. So I just think she's cute automatically. <laughs> um, moving on, guys. So, let me, you know, I love to always bring you the trending thing over in, you know, the Asian countries. Okay. And the new happening thing in Thailand is for the males to dress like cholos. Oh. Mexican gangsters is the happening thing <laughs> in, in Thailand, Thailand guys. Oh. I mean, legit tattoos, dark shades, buttoned up plaid shirts, and that is their super thing doing gang signs. Now, you would think like, oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh, there's mafias going on. There's gangs going on in Thailand now. Um, No, they are full normal people during the day. They are uh-huh. officers. They are in working government offices. Oh, really? They, they are policemen. They are normal people who just like to dress like cholos at night <laughs> because they think it looks cool. Oh. They are. They don't even know about the actual real Mexican gang mafias, uh-huh. which involve violence, g- uh, guns, uh-huh. drug trafficking. They have nothing about that of any interest that is they wild. are solely interested in the look that is wild dude that they're actually like 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 a lot of the bikers that that, that are out there they bike during the day you mean like the harley davidson yeah and all that and they're all tough looking but they're like lawyers and stuff there were some videographers that were that came up on the on on some some of these images and went over there to check it out themselves and they said that they uh the ties uh want to resemble the cholos and inspire them their clothes tattoos and hairstyles that are emulated by real homies well they got a they got a head start on it eh cuz you know mexicans aren't very tall either eh yeah. <laughs> here's a thai song in the background <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. One of the Thai, quote unquote. <laughs> I know how to say thank you in Thai. Yeah. Kankub Krub. Oh, yes. Three. I forgot. I know how to say, like, hello, Sawatika. Oh, I know how to say. Wait, this sounds like a Norteña. <laughs> Bunch of pretty Thai girls on this music video. One of the uh, the Thai, quote unquote, cholos actually said that the, the, the gang uh, gear was very uh, pleasing towards the Thai weather because they don't wear shirts. Or they wear wife beaters. <laughs> wife beaters. So he says that it worked well with the weather, and that's why he's into the aesthetics of the cholo look. <laughs> there aesthetics. you go. Hey, you know what? So so do they drive lowrider like bikes? You know what? That's so funny you say <laughs> that because I was totally interested if they knew about the lowriders and the music. 
I don't think it's gone that deep. It seems like, according to these this uh, videographers that went out to kind of do a little documentary on them, um, it seems to be sort of like this kind of shallow fascination on it. It's just the whole look of it that they're super into. I know, but why not? I mean, why not think about it? They got tattoos. I re- you know, they're showing off their boxers coming out. I recently saw. I recently shot I a story. That. I could see it about Japanese a Japanese tattoo art form that is like hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. Um, where they tattoo like dragons and stuff all over the body, and uh, there's strict rules on how to do it. You know, for instance, how to draw the dragon, mm-hmm. and they still do it with needles, hand needles. Yes. And um, but tattoos are scorned upon, are scorned in Japan. Mm-hmm. People don't walk around with tattoos, no. and only the Japanese gangsters have been known to to wear them. And yet here it's a fad mm-hmm. for Americans who are of, of Japanese descent or not to wear these. Sort of uh, koi fishes, these, and yeah, dragons. and these dragons and stuff that gangsters used to wear back in the, you know. Then, so it's a, sort of a fascination of gangsters yeah. from across, you know, across the borders, both ways. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what these uh, Thai guys are into, and and during the documentary, they were saying themselves, you know, during the day. I am a policeman, and at night, I'm a cholo. <laughs> and another guy who said, during the day, I work at an office, and at night, I'm a gangster. Well, <laughs> right here, the Rampart Division and Police Department, at daytime, they're a uh, cholo, and at nighttime, they're a cholo. <laughs> they're just wearing badges, eh? That's hilarious. So there you go, guys. You want to be happening in Thailand, put on some shades on some you. A little red bandana or blue, whatever you're repping, and then lean. Hey, Billy Sky, you'll be famous in Thailand, eh? (laughs) (laughs) That's all that I have for tonight, guys. All right, that's it uh, with Jackie. Thank you, Jackie, with uh, the News and Your Laundry. We'll be right back with more Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm going to be talking about Patrick Pass and Angel's Chill Lounge. Stand by. We'll be right back. And welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And you're listening to us on TwinTalkCast.com. I wanted to take this opportunity now to talk about, this is my segment called uh, The Patriot Pass. And I want to talk about the latest PR campaign by the administration and indeed by the powerful elite of the world who want to utilize this doomsday scare as a way of controlling and taxing and so forth. And, um, well, you know, just to tell you about it, this week, President Obama and the rest of the elite powerful from other countries launched their new campaign. They're rebranding the global warming argument 
again. It was global warming, and then it went to climate change. And then when that didn't work, because it's so ambiguous, because after all, the climate does change. Now they're calling it global climate disruption. And they recently uh, you know, were re- citing the release of a federal report to try and reinvigorate their doom and gloom predictions. Now, I'm not going to argue with you the reasons why I don't believe in the whole global warming thing. You can do the research, and I will give you an opportunity. I will give you a place to go. Go to YouTube and look up the documentary called The Global Warming Swindle. But it is it is a, um, it is a form a, of, of fear. The reason why this is going on is because there's no other way to really um, unite all of the countries under one common cause where they're all going to agree in order to gain power than by telling them that they all have a common enemy. And in this case... Our common enemy is ambiguous enough that no one can prove it or disprove it. And it's global warming because it affects us all. Now, I remember, as long as this global warming argument has been going on, I always bring up the fact that back in the 70s, I remember very distinctly being afraid of the polar ice caps um, melting, or I'm sorry, freezing over all over the earth and the, the next coming of the next ice age. And here I found something on the internet. This is from a show called In Search Of, and this was from 1978. In 1977, the worst winter in a century struck the United States. Arctic cold ripped the Midwest for weeks on end. Great blizzards paralyzed cities of the Northeast. One desperate night in Buffalo, Eight people froze to death in marooned cars. Pat Bushnell was on the road that night. Traffic just absolutely stopped. I was afraid of being stuck in the car all night long with the uh, cold and the wind running out of gas. And then what? I think that if we had to go through a real bad winter, just like we just went through, I think we'd have to think about moving someplace else. Move where? Buffalo winter might become common all over the United States. And here's a little bit more from that. If an ice age is coming, what can we do to stop it? Nuclear energy might be used to loosen polar ice caps. See absorption of sunlight. Anyway, you get the picture. Uh, I can cite over and over articles. I distinctly remember a front-page story on Newsweek magazine scaring the hell out of me as a kid, thinking that we were going to be the next in the next ice age from the 70s. So um, I, I got to tell you, here's another thing. Listen to this. This is from a um, Dr. Arnold Wright, an expert in the legal aspects from Cleveland's case, Western Reserve University. He says that... Um, Pollution or the effort to control it could be fatal to our concept of of free society as likely inevitable restraints on the individuals and mass. He suggests that outlawing the internal combustion engine, rigid controls on the marketing of new products, which would require to prove minimum pollution, um, controls on all research and development, possibly even population controls. And he says, here's a quote, we will be forced to sacrifice democracy by the laws that will protect us from further pollution. Ladies and gentlemen, recently the administration, uh, our, our 
uh, the Obama administration started the discussion again about a carbon tax, a tax that would be imposed upon those who, as they say, pose a, a bigger risk to our environment. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just another way to control and tax us. I'm sorry. If you don't believe me, do the research. Don't listen to a former vice president who has a PowerPoint presentation and a lot of money behind him. Because guess what? He has millions of dollars. This is Al Gore has millions of dollars invested in these green companies. It benefits him to scare the hell out of you about global warming. Now, I want you to know I do care about Mother Earth. I do care that there's um, island-sized garbage floating around our seas. I do care that the air is polluted. I do care about extended allergy seasons. But I don't believe that we are able to change the climate by our mere existence. If you don't believe the fact that the earth may warm or cool because it is a living organism and there's other external issues, then just step outside, look at that big red thing in the sky that brightens up in the daytime that thousands of our own little planet will fit in, fit in and think, wow, how could I even be more powerful than the sun and make the earth warm? This is my Patriot Pass. Check out the Global Warming Swindle on YouTube. You will be enlightened. So there you go, my brother exercising the biggest muscle in his body, his mouth, with his Patriot Pass. Rockin'! <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back with some more Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And it will be Angel's Chill Lounge. Chill Lounge. We'll be right back.
Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Hug a twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Kick back. And listen. Albert Einstein said, We are equally wise and equally foolish. Well, while one may agree with this statement, does one really accept it as truth? See, dwelling in the fascination with celebrity shortcomings or anyone's shortcomings, one may find entertainment and even an intriguing conversation. But, This doesn't afford you the reflection upon where wisdom may reveal itself. You see, it's only upon reflection where one can truly find wisdom. We must accept that we too are equally foolish. It is in this humble, reflective, yet exalting state that we can provide fertile ground to the seeds of wisdom. Chill, one love. And that's another edition of Angels Chill Out. Shoo! Thank you for listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We want to thank you all for listening. We want to thank Jackie Casas for being part of our show every week with the news and dialogue. Yeah. Also, Max Wu from VapeDay.com. Thanks for calling in, huh? Check it out. V-A-P-E-D-A-Y. VapeDay.com. Check it out. Also, to all our listeners, all you guys, we love you. We love having you as part of the uh, Twin Pyre in our Twiniverse. Once again, a shout-out to the Otero Rattlers, who came back after a seven-run deficit on the last inning with a walk-off three-run homer. Thank you very much for doing it, and I can't wait to see the game tomorrow when you guys will win. I'm tuning in. Where where can you see it? Go to ihigh.com. I know you like that one. <laughs> they are in Colorado, They're, aren't they? It's, <laughs> it's college ball. You can go to ngcaa.org or whatever. <laughs> I'll post it on Facebook. All right, everybody. Good night. Stay tuned. For Tales from the Sunset Strip with Willie Bass at 9.05 tonight. Stay tuned. Be right back with Tales from the Sunset Strip. Good night. Shoo!